guys. Thanks for taking ugly Annie out of the palm of my hand and turning her into yet another hottie that will never get with me. Hey, guys, thanks for eating all the macaroni. Shut up, Leonard. Nobody even knows what you're talking about. I did eat all the macaroni. It's messed up that he knows. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. <laughs> we almost did it correctly that time. Literally last time we were like, we should ha- we should talk about this beforehand. And then and what do we never do, Ben? W- what did we not do? And these we are your morning announcements. Oh, dang it. <laughs> that last Can, time it felt like you were waiting for me to te- speak before describing that this was the in- announcements for the school. Can you imagine going to a school where this is how their morning announcements sound? Where it's just, it's two guys being like, whoops, I over talked with you. And like, just talking about how they can never like synchronize it. And like, it's a whole thing. And every, every freaking morning, they're just like, I mean, this would, this would be funnier if this isn't the life that we're all living right now. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine going to school, a physical place that is not your home? I I walked to the library to drop off my vote from from home or vote by mail packet, and it felt like the weirdest thing in the universe to me. I was outside. I had a mask on. It was raining. I was scared. It's like, what is this? What is what is the world? Cu- Why? So no, I, I can't imagine going places today because uh, uh, so Sarah's car got uh, hit in the parking lot. Uh, right. out on the street I, we don't we're not even fancy enough I, to have a parking lot no um, not not a parking lot but uh, this is a story that i know but the listeners do not so and i so, will try to be the voice of the listener here so tell me more ben we had to uh take her car to get fixed up and like first of all it was a it was a weird thing because like it was all contactless so she had to like drop a key into this golden box and like call someone on the phone like it was a total weird uh it's like a drug deal that people who don't do drugs think drug deals are like i do like the idea of a golden box uh, yes there's something there's something very attractive about that concept uh, that let's just make all transactions go through a, a golden box from now on and so i would like a pizza get it out of the golden box <laughs> wait what if we make a pizza place that the the pizzas come in gold boxes but like paint spray painted gold come on let's not be crazy and like plate them unless gold plated boxes comes with a pizza inside then you have a f- f- a fancy pizza box <laughs> i mean like i guess i'm just selling with the gold flake in it like exactly i feel like i'm trying to sell this to like kanye west or something mm-hmm. um so this is the kanye best pizza place did you just say Kanye best? I did. <laughs> Excellent. That's not even a joke. I, that's not even a joke I made up. I stole that from somewhere. Nailed it. So, um, so yes, we had to pick up her car today. And so originally we were going to do it after work, which is like, you know, it's time for me to do the, the podcast stuff. You watch the episode, sure. do the recording. So then she was like, well, wait, why don't we just do it at lunch? And then I was like, oh, hey, not only is that a good idea, 
but that means I will be in the neighborhood for some Taco Bell because the closest Taco Bell is quite a ways from me. And so I had Taco Bell for the first time since the pandemic and it was way more exciting than it should have been. Um, (laughs) I came home and I opened up my garbage food bag of garbage food. Sure. And I was just like, I was a kid in a candy store, but it was a Taco Bell. And but it was, it was a Taco Bell. Now, I have a question. Where, was this a research for another one of your podcasts? Unofficially, yes. Officially. Because if it was officially, yes. Officially. You could write it off on taxes. That's <laughs> yeah. how taxes work. Uh-huh, that's exactly how taxes work. I see you've spent forty thousand dollars at taco bell this year well yes but it was it was all business expense well clearly we have to that's already out that's already been taxed so yeah i got taco bell that was my big journey outside today is that i got to have some taco bell for the first time in like 40 days sure yeah i feel like we had similar experiences you ate some some taco bell i've i participated in the greatest thing uh that this country has and it's democracy you know Uh uh-huh i participated in the second best thing this country has uh taco bell (laughs) (laughs) that's second we're we're not doing so great these days my dude you know what? It's wild. I didn't. I don't have anything to combat that except for the feeling that it shouldn't be second. Uh huh. But I don't have anything else to describe what would be second best behind democracy, the de- the American democracy. Taco Bell and democracy, the American dream, baby. Ring my Lincoln Memorial. Hey hey. Anyways, that's apparently our state of the what we did today address (laughs) welcome to good morning greendale where we will talk to you about our days we what we went outside to a place and then we returned and then we talked dumb nonsense into a microphone so also i know that our fiction of the podcast is that these are actual for real announcements at greendale community college can you imagine sticking with those (laughs) that that headcanon can you imagine going to a school, a community college, nonetheless, not even like a high school, but like right. a community a place, college, which probably doesn't usually have announcements, right? A place for adults to go learn things. And then <laughs> you show up, you show up to community college and right. it's two dinguses being like, good morning, Greendale. <laughs> I'm Ben. I, I ate, ate Taco, Taco Bell. Bell last night. I ate Taco Bell for the first time in 40 days. And let me tell you how excited I am for that. There, there's part of me that keeps, you keep saying I, the first time in 40 days. And I'm like, okay, there's a 40 days, you know, Egypt, Taco Bell joke mm-hmm, here. And I can't mm-hmm. figure it out. But yeah, like if, if we're, you know, the actual announcements for a community college, please, A, please tweet us and let us know because that's a wild thing for to to do. And B, I hope you you're not driving students out of out of your enrollment because this is this is not announcements. No one is learning anything from this. Although maybe later. Actually, you know what I just realized this is? This is signing into Animal Crossing when nothing is happening. <laughs> and Isabel is like 
Hey, everybody. Uh, it's 6.19 p.m. here at Greendale Community College. No news to report, but, you know, I had Taco Bell for the first time in 40 days. <laughs> it was pretty great. I got a Crunchwrap Supreme and a cheesy bean and rice burrito. Oh, I guess that's not news. Anyways, have a good day. <laughs> we are. Yes, that's what I've often called ourselves. The less wholesome Isabels. Excellent. Oh, wonderful. That was truly amazing. Let's talk about the uh, the television show, shall we? Today we're talking about Community Season 1, Episode 15, Romantic Expressionism. Uh, we start outside. Jeff and Britta are walking in the shadow of the Louise Guzman uh, statue, getting him some nice royalties. Getting him dollar dollar bills, y'all. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Uh, Britta notices there's a gold star on Jeff's fly and asks, away if he, asks him if he stepped away with Slater, which he had. I always kind of assumed this was like a weird accident, like they were just fooling oh, no. around in her office or whatever. But this time I actually paid real close attention to the location of that star. It seems very intentionally placed. Yes. It, it, it is like a gold star that you would get on an essay because you did a good job. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Jeff no, no, no. Got I a- mean, I, I, I get that. What, but what I'm saying is, is that I, I always kind of just assumed that like, you know, he throws his pants onto like a pile of papers or whatever. It manages to like lift one off. I see. But it's, because oh, okay. I've, it's because I've never looked at the placement on the pants. I see. Because Sometimes you got to just look at the placement of the pants. Like if um, it's off it's center, definitely a, if yeah. it's off center or whatever, like that is maybe an accidental thing. It and is, then there, Jeff is, is just like joking about it. But it if is you look very deliberately placed on very his deliberate fly, because he did a good job. Mm-hmm. He got a gold star for his effort. No, oh, I'm not going to go seems- down. I'm not going to go down that line of thinking. <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of weird sex questions I can ask you right now, and um, I'm not going to. I will say that the TV show almost demands it, but if you don't want to go down that right now, that is fine. Um, I was just going to say, what sort of award would uh, you get from your wife for the sex? Oh, yeah, I don't want to go down this line uh-huh. of questioning. Yep. See, I didn't I didn't think you did. Because That's fair. You know what? I, I appreciate this. I hope this is all stricken from the record and not in the podcast. <laughs> or it, it is, and it's just an awkward uh, stop sign that I put up for, no, for, for very important reasons. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just... Because you were the one who was like, no, 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 no you got to keep rolling on this. And yeah, um, I, I forgot the first rule of yes and uh, the second rule of yes and the first one, of course, being yes and the second one is let's not talk about my sex with my wife. You know what the first rule of yes and is? Yes. You know what the second rule of yes and is? And you forgot sure. the second rule. There was more after that. It wasn't just like you should definitely go with that train of thought. This is the yes. And then I was like, and, and you're like, oh no, oh no, what have <laughs> oh, I done? No, I forgot about the whole concept of this thing. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Wait, that's a different podcast that I'm sure we're going to make at some point. Yes. Okay. That's fine. You don't have to answer that question. Um, I could see hey. the terror in your face through the magic of webcams. Mm-hmm. I-, I will say that, you know, 
Uh, once you make a podcast about, I don't know, Jack in the Box and sex. Although, wait a minute, hold on. Why is it? <laughs> sorry, why is Jack in the Box and masturbation not put together? First off, because that just seems very, very easy to put together. Either way, mm-hmm. my point is, I don't know. Let's call it McDonald's and sex. Okay. F and that clown, man. I hate this. <laughs> Oh boy, where did we go? <laughs> Why did we go down this path? I'm recording this for some reason. Jeff and Britta are walking in the quad and they see Annie talking to who Jeff refers to as micro nipples. Uh, that's right. Vaughn is back. And talking about those nips. He, Usually well, when he, I talk about nips, I'm thinking about Animal Crossing turnips. But now we're talking right. about nipples. Vaughn is talking about how G is his favorite chord on the guitar because, you know, it stands for God, but not like the Bible God, because I think God is in everything. And Annie's just like, you're complicated. And Jeff is against all of this. And Britt is very dismissive of Vaughn. I mean, there's history there, um, you know. Which we will talk about later. Yeah, they're they're not happy. Neither one of them is really happy with this uh, recent mm-hmm. development. It seems like not a, f- a lot of people, not a lot of people in the study group are fans of Vaughn at this point. Mostly because two of them got songs written about them about being bees. Yes. Um, and in the study room, Troy and Abed are busy planning their evening, which is to watch a movie called Kick Puncher. It's a bad action movie from the 80s, and they watch movies, uh, they watch bad movies on purpose to make fun of them. Sort of a riff sure. tracks sort of thing. So I have a few things I just want to m- mention. The main character of Kick Puncher is a cyborg cop whose punches have the power of kicks. I would Love watch it. the hell out I would watch the hell out of that movie. It sounds awesome. And second, uh Shirley's confused because they watch bad movies on purpose, and she doesn't seem to understand the uh the premise of at least half pod of podcasting. It's true. Um, I mean, this was 2009. It was, you know, uh, podcasting was still uh, kind of a kind of a novel thing at the time. Um, it was novel, but the first podcast was in 2004. Uh-huh, and it was probably a bad movie podcast. Here is the, on internationalpodcastday.com, um, which is in, <laughs> in uh, August, I think. Wait. Uh, September. Uh, Adam Curry and Dave Weiner are credited with the invention of podcasting. Who did exactly who exactly did what is up for dispute. But in the end, these are the two guys that got it rolling. This Nailed was only it. 16 years ago. You can talk to people, man. No, I would I would absolutely watch Kick Puncher. That sounds amazing. Um, Agreed. I have a friend who one of her favorite things in the entire world is really bad movies. And so one year for her birthday... We got together and it was a bunch of us and we watched Samurai Cop, which is phenomenal. Uh, I mean, it's phenomenally bad. Uh, we watched sure. uh, Tammy and the T-Rex, which has like some big names you've in it. You've described this. I, th- I feel like you've described this possibly in real life or possibly on the Futurama podcast that we used to do. Uh, it's it's very possible, um, but it's got Denise Richards, Paul Walker. The whole point is that like... Denise Richards' boyfriend dies, and then his Paul Walker, and then his brain gets sure. taken uh, and put into a reanimate, no, a robotic T Rex, and then it goes on his killing spree. Sure, it's as, wild. It, as it clearly has to it's, do. It's so bad. It's on and Hulu. It's, 
oh sweet that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) it was really hard to track down for my friend's party but now it's on hulu showtime and amazon prime as well as sling tv and apparently another way of getting showtime that's amazing um but yes samurai cop probably the best bad movie i've ever seen um y'all should watch it um i would do i would do a riff tracks samurai cop like any day of the week let's have a freaking samurai cop party okay uh so you've created a uh a weird joke for yourself where you have to record it and then edit it and put it on the as a podcast like we did with titanic i mean i would probably figure out a way to like live stream it let's get everyone i yeah i should see if we can yeah okay um my my wheels are turning here quarantine samurai cop um i need to see if i can get a copy of samurai cop but this i'll make this happen it is on amazon prime and tubi which i don't know what tubi is well it's not um, but they're not to be so <laughs> surely gets invited to this kick puncher movie so, so they, riff tracks has already done one with with samurai cop oh i'm sure samurai cop is infamous for just how insane uh it is like so they uh troy and abed invite shirley um you know not to not to perpetuate the stereotype but you know they think shirley would be pretty good about dispensing sass at a uh, mm-hmm. bad action movie surely decides is, to go because it, it sounds collegey i mean it is pretty collegey it's so. pretty collegey pierce is like cool what time is this party and everyone's just like uh i don't know do you really want to go like you, you probably just want to hang out and think about the way that life used to be for you i'm pretty sure that's what old people do right i can only imagine I have to assume that's what Chevy Chase does on a pretty regular basis. I can only imagine. <laughs> As Jeff and Britta walk in, Annie is practicing a like speech to Britta. Um, she's working herself up to something. And then she, she comes up and she's like, hey, can I ask you something about Vaughn? To which I love Britta's response of, yeah, I still don't know if that's his first name or last name, which is wild. The two dated. <laughs> hey, just because you kiss somebody doesn't mean you may know. You they know, were know doing more than kissing. Well, okay. So just because you're doing more than kissing doesn't know you know their full name, especially I mean, in community college and you're Britta and you're probably high. <laughs> it's true. You have described the perfect storm of not knowing what Vaughn's real name is. <laughs> Well, Vaughn is part of it, I, I'm sure. Annie awkwardly asks if it would be okay with Britta if she dates Vaughn. And Britta, uh, I think, uh, well, I was going to say responsibly, and then I disagreed with that. Um, <laughs> Britta is like, well, what about Troy? I mean, you are in love with him. Uh, you have been for ages what what happened to that annie's response is that uh well the other day as we were leaving spanish troy uh grabbed my hand but uh he mistake he thought i was abed um mm-hmm. so that's never gonna happen yeah she says he'll never see me that way which is wild Britta says that i would have to be a villain to tell you who to date and then does an awkward snake thing with her arms because Annie called her cool, basically right. immediately saying, oh, I probably shouldn't have called you cool then. She doesn't say right. that, but that's kind of the feeling. I do love how Britta is like the the 12 seconds after being called cool. She's like, 
I'm gonna do this I was snake dance thing because I'm cool. I like, can't. I can't handle the idea of me being cool. I have to. I have to mess it up. She gets the blessing. Um, we get the credits and we cut to the cafeteria. I forgot that I um gave the the shipping name of Vanny in my notes. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a weird typo. Oh, never mind. Vanny. All right. It's not a typo. It's deliberate. You made a deliberate choice, friends. Britta thinks Vanny is cute, and Jeff immediately <laughs> disagrees. And he's like, no, we're, we're her Greendale parents. You got to say no to that stuff. She's 18, and her taste in men is still being established. It's only going to lead to worse things. He's a gateway douchebag. And then Jeff just kind of makes fun of Starburns for a while because of the stars in his sideburns. And then they kind of like like wave at each other. And Starburn sits to the person he's sitting with and is like, you see that guy? He's a douchebag. So my opinion on Starburns as a guy with stars in his sideburns has changed quite a bit since I've moved to Portland because <laughs> when I first... Okay, this, this premise is incredible <laughs> and I cannot wait. I mean, it's just when I first moved to, uh, before I moved to Portland, you know, seeing somebody walking down the street with big old stars in their sideburns would have weirded me out, right? Sure. I'd be like, that, that's a choice. And here I'd be like, I mean, you know, they're fully clothed. There he goes. They're, they're not like, they're not wearing a, a hat with dildos on it. Like, yep. Portland, you know, the, they're not, the place they're not where carrying you're naked a machete. and wear hats that have tildos on it. They're not unicycling down the street in a oh, Darth sure. Vader outfit with bagpipes. Like, this Excuse is pretty me. tame. Flaming bagpipes. Important. Right. This, these, these star-shaped sideburns, pretty tame. Like, yeah, he's barely even trying. But in Greendale, Colorado? weird it's just it what you're basically describing to me is that when different places have different thresholds of weird yes absolutely and portland has a pretty high threshold for weird uh, yeah i mean they're kind of known for that keep portland it, weird we stole mm-hmm. it from austin take that austin haha <laughs> so later on at abed's chang is there he's dressed up in a white tux uh and he's like yeah, clearly I've got other plans that canceled. He's just uh, he's just hanging out watching Kick Puncher with with the crew. Sure. Um, the jokes start at the FBI warning, and Pierce is like, "Wait, we're we're not we're starting now." Geez, I didn't know that. And then he he's uh, very he's very slow when it comes to his jokes, but the jokes that he does tell are not funny or racist or both. I will say, like, as someone who has literally spent. Uh, you know birthday parties watching bad movies i can't say we've ever started to make fun of the movie at the fbi warning right that's on Uh, every movie that has ever existed sure now i have as as somebody that has been recorded while watching a movie has have yelled poirot at a character every time they show up well yes but you didn't we didn't load up titanic and you're like oh fbi couldn't keep this ship from sinking like you weren't making fun of it at the fbi warning i'll admit that's a pretty good joke that you just told ben i would laugh at that (laughs) (laughs) the fbi didn't that's the whole point of the movie it's so good i love it yes that is the point of titanic that the fbi failed in (laughs) protecting the titanic from icebergs who else is supposed to save our ships from icebergs if not the fbi 
I, do I know I mean, anything about the government? No, I do not. It, it was also uh, an English ship, so the FBI has no jurisdiction. What is it? Or... M5, M6? Who, what is it? The, the famous They needed British... to get James Bond on this. Yeah. Where is James Bond? <laughs> it's, James, it's James Bond's fault. Um, Where is Bond James Bond? He's supposed to save the Titanic. Hold on. I need to write some fan fiction. So yeah, they are all making fun of Kick Puncher. It does look like a delightfully bad movie. I would definitely watch this movie. They are all, uh, you know, pretty good. Um, pretty good at making fun of this movie. Shirley gets in some jabs. Chang gets in some jabs. Uh, obviously, Abed and Troy do. Like, this is kind of their thing. Pierce, though, his his line is something like... Freeze! Police! Freeze police! Don't do that. They'll get cold. Really not right, a good not line. Not funny. There is a Wilhelm scream in the background in this movie. I just want oh, to point I love out the for your scream. sake. I know you do. That's why I'm pointing it out. I, I feel like I noticed it, but it went to my subconscious. Uh, but yes, I, I feel like I've told the story on one of these podcasts about the time I wrote a, an essay about a Wilhelm you, scream you when I was supposed to reference it in 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 real life and speak it out loud instead of writing an essay that is the only time i've ever done my homework that it wasn't necessary (laughs) i'm no annie i'm in fact i'm probably more jeff than i am anything else regarding schoolwork (laughs) and yet here i am writing a whole essay about the wilhelm scream because i love the wilhelm scream that is kind of a jeff move though right like take this one one tiny thing and then bs about it for an entire essay and then call oh, I didn't it a BS day about it i like wit i dove deep on it <laughs> i did not bs at all it would have been an a plus if it was an essay assignment but it was not <laughs> and instead i made myself look like an incredible tool um i hate to say it but i think that makes you more like pierce than jeff because damn it no because no! it's your yours is the the ten minute long uh presentation when you needed five Spanish sentences. To be fair, hold on. <laughs> yes, I get where you're going with this. I didn't actually read out the essay aloud. It was just like, oh, it's it's about the Wilhelm scream, and then he kind of went off on discussing that. And I sat back at my desk and I was very sheepish about the fact that I wrote an essay about it. <laughs> So uh, I do. I hope. I hope it's somewhere. I, I want to find it and like publish it on our Patreon so that people can excellent. actually read it. I would. I would. Hell, I would pay money for that. <laughs> I would subscribe to our own Patreon page for that. Um, <laughs> I love it. So yeah, Pierce's jokes are either bad or racist. Like right at the end, the director. Uh, has an Asian name. And so, of course, he's like, Asians can't direct, yeah. can't drive. And Chang's like, dude, I'm right here. Right there. So tomorrow, they're going to watch Kick Puncher 2, Punch Kicker, which I love. I love sure, yes. this it's very sort good. of universe that has been created. So they're, gonna, they're going to watch this, but everybody but Abed is just like, well, no, we're not, we're not doing this. It's, you know, this is we got nothing on going going on tomorrow night like you know and abed's like we're watching kick puncher 2 punch kicker tomorrow um so pierce kind of invites himself to that yeah and and he abed just does not get the social cue that everybody is trying to speak over him so that pierce does not come but you know abed 
out on the quad the next day. Annie is wearing a choker. Jeff and Britta notice this, and they, they're like, we, okay, we need to hatch a scheme. We can't just disapprove. It'll drive her further into his arms. We have to hatch a scheme. Specifically, Jeff wants to hatch a scheme. Britta initially does not. She's like, schemes are not in my wheelhouse. And Jeff says, let's not confine ourselves to your wheelhouse. This problem won't, be, won't respond to tap dancing or casual revelations that you spent time in New York. To which she immediately well, well, responds. Well, if you're going to be Upper East Side about it. <laughs> which is so perfect. It's amazing. I, the thing that I love is that I know, because it's Britta... Britta didn't do this to be ironic. It was literally her first impulse to make a reference to time she has spent in New York. Anybody else would either just not do it or do it ironically. Yeah. But she was just like, well, if we're going to get all Upper East Side about this. And then that's when Starburns walks by and he's just like, boy, howdy. I, my, this is where Starburns uh, does a thing that I do not like in the slight slightest it's gross as hell he's like oh check check out annie looks like a guess who just went to the top of my to-do list and then brit is immediately like okay we need to hatch a scheme i agree now yes absolutely the moment starburn starts leching on you um is er everyone's gonna have a bad time right you need to shut that down asap yeah i don't even i was trying to think of a joke about stars and banging but i couldn't find one star banging got it but they're not bangs though they're burns how difficult would it be to get bangs in the shape of stars that seems very difficult probably impossible nothing is impossible all right this is this is doable i'm not gonna do it mind you i'm gonna google it (laughs) okay let's let's google this all right something the best celebrity bang. Oh, we're just going to get celebrity bangs. Bangs in the shape of stars. <laughs> there it is. Nope, nothing. This is all garbage. This is just a lot of yeah, attractive not, celebrities with bangs. There's, not, there's nothing funny here. It's funny how owned we got by Google. We just got owned by Google thinking star bangs were a thing. Okay, I'm going to look up bangs in shapes. <laughs> because if you can do other shapes, you could do stars, right? Like if Ooh, you could do a heart, you'd be you'd like you're halfway there. That's a good that point. You've got one of the four suits and then you need someone to do bangs in clubs and then one in spades and then... Um, and then you're a whole deck of cards. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, this is nothing. Is just a lot of celebrities that I'm looking at now. What's interesting is that I typed bangs in shapes and it still gave me a lot of celebrities. There's a lot of celebrities here. Yes. I'm glad we went down this path that had nothing for us. In fact, I think we might have just walked down a uh, we walked towards a door, expected it to open for us, and then we slammed directly into it. And then meowed at it a little bit like my Uh cats. So. (laughs) Oh, cats, aren't they hilarious? In the study room, they are hatching their scheme. They see Troy studying some chemistry Mm -hmm. and they come in and they're like, like the, the Jeff is before they walk in, 
Jeff explains how like they need to make sure they're not telling him what to do. They just need to convince him uh, that he is making the right choice. And so they immediately point. It's I mean, it's a it's a you know, I watched Inception. It's a better Mm. option to get them to think they've thought it themselves. Sure. But it is problematic about how willing he is to manipulate his friends. It's in the name of getting Starburns away from Annie. I say here, the ends justify the means. Sure. Uh, But let's let's put a pin in that and see how this works out then. So they come in and Britta immediately lays it on way too thick. She's like... (laughs) chemistry like it's a she's doing a uh, her sexiest right. voice I ca- chemistry I ca- I ca- <laughs> Ooh, sexy chemistry sexy you know what else is sexy annie i know chemistry is sexy but annie i don't see it for whatever reason i called her the bluntest hammer in the box i mean the hammer is not supposed to be blunt <laughs> hmm uh-huh I mean, a, a hammer is good when it is blunt. So, right. I think you Britted this one. I think I did. Yes. I think what I was going for is that she's she's the wrong tool for the job because this needed a screwdriver, and yet you're just banging some nails. She's a tool, all right, just not the right one. So, right. she's the... a tool. I mean, it is Britta. Mm-hmm. Britta enter feels like she listens a tool. Correct tool for the job. Jeff is like, because. Well, Troy is I do like, wanna... yes, Troy, Troy is like, okay, I know that chemistry is sexy, but Annie, I just don't see it. I love the fact that he's like, well, clearly chemistry, sexy. Yes, clearly. Annie, I don't know. Didn't we already have a whole opening bit once about the sexiest school subject? I feel like we did. That feels like a thing that we've probably done, yes. I don't remember what we came to the conclusion of. Um, I don't even remember when we did that, but that seems like exactly the kind of nonsense we Time has no meaning we anymore. I'm, I, I am, you know what? The more and more we're, I'm thinking about it, the more and more that feels absolutely 100% that it happened. Um, just go back and listen to previous podcasts, and uh, they will tell you what we think the sexiest school subject is. I don't think it was chemistry. I don't think it was I, th- I I don't I don't I also don't think it was chemistry. If I'm going to have to fa- decide, uh I'm going to go with Annie every time. Sexier think, than chemistry. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Okay. Now we've settled that debate finally. So we did it. Jeff is like Okay, well, I'm the right tool for this job. He doesn't say that, but that's the words I'm putting into his mouth. Right. And this so, is how what he's thinking right now. He is like, okay, Troy, come over here. Like, give us a second, Britta. And he starts whispering stuff into Troy's ear. And Troy is just, his re- he has repeated reactions of like surprise and shock. Like, what? And- no way. And she's Jewish? Um, I also do like the fact that, uh, that tr- uh, Jeff tells Troy to clear his head. And before he can finish that, he's like, done. Yes. I w- I w- that would be an amazing superpower to have as someone with anxiety like yeah oh i oh, 100% <laughs> oh man i would love can, that can you imagine it's being like clear your mind done nothingness amazing oh, so that sounds so incredible to me troy is like 
you know, maybe I should give it another shot. Oh, you know what? Too late. I heard she's hooking up with Yvonne. Like, he just, he he rises up to that peak, and then he's just like, oh, no, it's cool. Right. She's, uh, she's with Vaughn, and then he calls it Britta a day. Calls an, Britta calls an audible and tells him it's just to make him jealous because she's hopelessly in love with Troy. And and Jeff is not a fan of this audible. Yeah, this is why, now I'm not a sports guy, but this is why you right. discuss your audibles before time. You're not just sure. like... We're inventing this play on the fly. This is how football works. Right. Like in football, what happens a lot is that when you're in the huddle, you call two plays. One play that you go with and then the audible you'd call if you didn't want to go with that play. And then at the line, you you call the audible and everybody knows what you're talking about instead of 11 mm-hmm. men running around on the field without knowing without knowing where they're going, which would be bad because that means they're going to get hit by other 11 men. Mm-hmm. The only There's thing- a lot of men hitting other men. The only thing I know about football, which is a thing I say a lot, but the only thing I know about football (laughs) is that way back in the day when I used to play super play action football on the Super Nintendo. Yes. What a good game that was. You could Uh play high school football in that game. I still still have that. When quarantine's over, you should come over and we can play it. We should stream it. (laughs) Hell yes. So let's um, just start streaming all the video games we're going to play with each other. So all I know is that in that game, you could assign two audibles, one to your L trigger and one to your R trigger. Sure. And then uh, if things looked bad, you could call one of those two audibles. So that's why I know what an audible is. Every time I was like, go. I'm going to pull an audible. I'm like, I know what that is. Thank you, Super Play Action Football. You did it. Thank you, Super Play Action Football. Somehow, Jeff is not a fan. We, we went on an, a football tangent that I didn't instigate. Hey, hey, look at that. I just Quarant- want to point Quarantine that out. times is some weird times. So so let's talk about the Marble Olympics again. Did you see John I'm Oliver? I'm so far behind. I, I, I did see that he mentioned it. So I'm <laughs> I'm here to, to indicate uh-huh, that I was uh-huh. here before John Oliver was, uh-huh. but not before Hank Green. <laughs> Hank Green was on this for a while. Britta calls this audible. Uh, it convinces Troy, and so... The, Jeff does point out as they leave, he's like, the important thing is, we didn't tell you what to do. Right. Which is the, you know, the best way to tell someone to do things and be like, but by the way, we... This was your idea. Didn't tell you what to do. This was right. your idea. We get one of my favorite Troy lines in this moment where he's just like... I have the weirdest boner. It's one of the uh, signature Troy lines. In some classroom somewhere, uh, Pierce is watching Kick Puncher 2 with a bunch of students who are helping him to come up with jokes. So the students are from the community college's sketch troupe. And I, I love this detail that they keep do they do this. All four of the people are uh, associated with uh, Derek Comedy, a, a, an internet sketch troupe that Donald Glover was in. Uh, my favorite is the progression of a Mad Hatter, uh, but they they have other stuff like a National Spelling Bee thing that's very funny, uh, but it all kind of aged maybe a little bit roughly, but that's fine. But e- every single person in this scene was either an actor in it, a, di- uh, a uh, director, or a producer. And I love that little touch of, of, and especially the fact that they are pitching jokes, which they would have done in the Derek Comedy Sketch stuff. I, I love it. They also have a uh, based on their Wikipedia their 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 some notable YouTube videos include Bro Rape, uh, a newsline investigative report, 
girls are not to be trusted and national spelling bee. But my favorite is the, uh, the progression of a Mad Hatter because it is, uh, Donald Glover at his finest. Okay. Uh, I'm not familiar with any of the things you just said, but, um, now I know. And they also have a movie called mystery team. I watched it. It's fine. It's not as good as their sketches. My favorite internet comedy troupe was Britannic. Okay. Because of the movie, horses are turning people into eagles, the movie. A quick editorial note. The title is actually Eagles are turning people into horses, the movie. You can see how I might make that mistake. It's (laughs) amazing. (laughs) Your expression, uh... You clearly do not understand what I just said. What? Horses, editorial note, eagles are turning people into eagles, editorial note, horses. Uh, The movie, editorial note, again, uh, that movie title is Eagles are Turning People into Horses, the movie. It is about eagles that turn people into horses, not the other way around. I apologize for my mistake. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I will send you a link to that later. Okay. Um, I have taken a screenshot of my my face so that everybody can s- enjoy the face that I made when you described that to me because it. Yeah, I think it needs to be shared. Okay. So yeah, they are in this classroom. They are watching the movie and they're pitching jokes to Pierce. And Pierce is not a fan of any of them. Um, right. I think some of them are actually pretty good. Um, not all of them. No, a lot of them are like hair products for no reason. But so there's a moment in the movie where Kick Puncher is like, today is a good day. And then pauses and then says like to die, I think. I think it was something to kick or to punch or something. But yeah, uh-huh. I think you're on the same page. So they're all pitching stuff. And, um, you know, I like one of them was like, today is a good day to turn off this movie or, you know, whatever, right. like, you no, know, an like. actual thing, like making fun of the movie. And then Pierce berates them a bunch. And then, so one of them was like, what if he said it's a good day for, and you said for being gay. <laughs> you are a genius. He likes gay jokes. What? I said we write great jokes. Don't flatter yourselves. And Pierce is like the expression on his face turns from just like annoyed to like, right. This is the funniest damn thing I've ever heard. Right. He is immediately into this. I do like the fact that he's like, I need Phyllis Diller grade stuff here, guys. As if that's a, a concept that they know. It is kind of wild to me that the only thing Pierce thinks is funny is the stuff about gay jokes and so i have to imagine that watching kick puncher one he was just telling gay jokes constantly right it had to be right like i mean he also went for the the racist well too right but it's those two wells that he's going to i'm sure hmm so yeah i'm just like i'm surprised it took a a team of sketch comedy writers to get him to that it's a good day to be gay line Right. I, and I don't think he's going to get much of a, an, a reaction from that 
Because if, well, okay, so here's the thing. If he was doing that in the original watching and he never got a reaction, he would know that that would not get a reaction the second time. Mm -hmm. So imagine, I imagine that most of the time he was not being the one telling the jokes. He was kind of on the sidelines. And then he saw his, what we saw at the very end when he made fun of the, if he made a racist remark about the director, was his joke. Mm-hmm. So now he's trying to get these jokes built up so he can deliver them and be good. All right, that w- that was enough of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Later on in the cafeteria, Troy is like he's he shows up to flirt with Annie, and he is uh, the way I described it is he is turned on by Annie because now she's wearing the choker, she's sure. got the uh, flower in her hair. Um, Not they, gonna lie, th- pretty hot pretty hot right and troy sees this now now some of us troy saw it well before you did just throwing that out there i don't think i understand what you just said (laughs) some of us saw that annie was hot before troy did oh okay now that you've restructured i was like i thought no but i saw annie hot before troy okay i see okay troy shows up and he's he's tries really badly to flirt um oh it's awkward as hell annie's like um Abed's not here. I can I can try calling him if you want. And he's like, <laughs> I do really like that his response <laughs> is, no, I'm not looking for my other half. I'm looking for you, girl. Right. Like, I, I, he straight he up tries admits. tries to be so smooth. He straight up admits Abed is his other half. Right. Um, and that any girl that he's with would be like third wheel. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Uh-huh. Nothing turns a girl on like... Hey, babe, what's up? You want to be my third wheel with me and yeah. my best friend? We're going to watch movies and make fun of them. Oh, yeah. And then you and I are going to sex later. That's about <laughs> as awkward as Troy actually is in this in this uh, this moves situation. Uh-huh. Um, he's, he's doing some weird stuff with his eyebrows. He's, uh, you know, putting his arm around her. He's just being real bad at yeah. all of this. And guess who comes in but Vaughn. He has two ice cream cones and he laments that he had to put on a shirt to get service. Which I love because earlier Jeff was like, guy never wears a a shirt, never wears shoes. How is he not starved from lack of service? Mm -hmm. And this is a a payoff off that joke Mm -hmm. and I like it. Vaughn is like, hey, what's up, man? Hi, bro. Troy says, I'm not your bro. Bro. (laughs) <laughs> oh well actually everyone is my bro in the whole entire universe because like we're all connected so you know he starts listing things like rocks sure. and hats mm-hmm. you know i i like to think that everything is connected to the hats that i wear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep that definitely tracks yeah so vaughn is obviously freaked out a little bit uh and troy's like look annie just tell him that you've been in love with me since high school and you know annie does exactly the right thing where she she comes clean uh she's like it's true but you know that's that's over now because like i'm with you and Uh, this doesn't really answer the question for vaughn because he has what i called ptsd about britta and uh calls the study group evil and takes the ice cream for himself and leaves Yes. I mean, in fairness, uh, having her poem about wizard blue eyes or whatever. Wizard blue. You know, that's got to hurt. And especially the tear that is over rad. Mm -hmm. How could they do this? 
right? So, you know, it's it's a big deal. Like, you know, I get it, Vaughn. I get it. Yeah, I get it too. Uh, this this is Annie then gets mad at Troy, but then Troy kind of s- says, well, that's what Jeff and Britta was telling me how you felt. And, and she's like, they did what now? Yeah. So she goes to yell at them. Mm-hmm. Britta and Jeff are, are taking a victory lap in the study room, drinking some sodas and celebrating their job well done. When Annie comes storming in, yelling at them for getting into her love life. Yeah, we it's I, I like this whole exchange because Annie comes in and yells at them for a bit and then uh, she storms out and then Troy comes in and yells at them because he can't unsee sexy Annie now. So now she's just another hot girl who won't get with him. And then Leonard comes in. <laughs> yeah. And Leonard's Leonard. like, I, I, thanks for eating all the macaroni. Shut up, Leonard. No one knows what you're talking about. I did eat all the macaroni. It's messed up that he knows. Uh-huh. It's so good. I love that payoff <laughs> so much because in what world does Jeff eat all the macaroni? The one that we're watching. It's so good. It's so good. Right. There's a whole backstory there about Jeff eating all the macaroni, and I kind of want to know more. It's like a, it's like a lost episode. I want to watch that one. Right. It sounds it, like, so if, funny. If there was a, a webisode of Jeff eating all the macaroni i'd watch that i mean to be fair i think i'd watch joel McHale eating a lot of things (laughs) i like the idea now that he's just got a youtube channel that's joel McHale eats macaroni and then you just tune in and he's just chilling in his apartment eating macaroni you know we've all got to have side hustles here in the quarantine times i mean i don't i don't it is kind of a thing to eat a lot of food on camera it's called uh uh, in a in a term that seems like it should be vulgar but isn't mukbang it's from south korea okay varieties of food ranging from pizza to noodles are consumed on front of a camera i'm learning a lot of things here today yeah and it, uh, joe McHale definitely has to have a channel like that right where he just clearly eats a lot of macaroni and then you're uh, like, sure, watching a sexy dude eat a lot of macaroni. So, so to continue on, the Wikipedia page of Mukbang says, based on the attractiveness of real-time and interactive aspects, eating shows are expanding their influence in internet broadcasting platforms and serve as a virtual community and a venue for active communication among active internet users. That whole sentence sounded like padding an essay for a class. <laughs> it was the first paragraph. <laughs> uh-huh. No, it just it just sounds like the end where it's like, and in conclusion, the internet allows us to interact with people all across the globe in a network of interconnected computers connected through the internet. Like just <laughs> trying to pad out the that last page of the essay, hit that seven page uh limit or uh uh requirement. Back at Abed's, they are joining together to uh, to watch the movie. And instead of of kick puncher to punch kicker, they've actually decided to watch Runaway. the The funny thing about this is that we were watching the episodes in our uh, respective houses, and sure. I got a message from you that was like, "I'm about two thirds of the way through the episode. You know, I'll be ready to record whenever." Anyways, you're gonna need this, and then you you <laughs> sent me a a YouTube trailer for the 1984 movie Runaway, starring Tom Selleck, which is a real thing where he fights mechanical spiders 
And, and I watched it, and it's incredible. And I was like... Not the movie, the trailer. I was like, what the hell? Okay, like, I had, I had no context for this. And then... <laughs> I'm the king of not giving any context to sending stuff. Like 30 seconds later, I got to that point in uh, in my watch of the episode. And I was like, oh, got it. That tracks. Also, I watched the trailer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it There's seems, some rad music in there. It seems pretty wild. Uh, I would probably watch this. I will say it's a bit messed up that at the end, they're like, you know, starring Tom Selleck and blah, blah, blah. Kirstie Alley gets topless in that. Uh, right. In she that, does not get credit. She does not get, an, she does not get a named credit. No, not even a little bit. But I did I did find it fascinating that the evil guy seems to be played by Gene Simmons. <laughs> I'm sorry? Wild. Uh, this is the Wild. movie. This is the movie re- we really got to watch. I mean, you know, yeah, Samurai gonna, Cop is one thing, but yeah. Runaway... To to uh, take off of uh, James and Aaron who d- who do Crossroads Minute, we're going to be doing Runaway Minute, <laughs> the by the mo- minute movie podcast about Runaway, where Tom Selleck fights mechanical spiders and Kirstie Alley gets naked for apparently no crediting. We're going to get either three listens or three million listens because uh, think about think about all those people that just want to listen to us talk about. A woman being uh, topless for a half a second, probably in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. It's going to be three million. Uh huh. Pierce freaks out because, you know, he's got all these pre written lines. And so he call- calls an audible of his own. He says that his brother died on the set of Runaway. One of the mechanical spiders went haywire and killed him and tore him apart, and Tom Selleck just watched. Mm hmm. So this is a very random story, but I knew a guy in college who was a compulsive liar. Um, I don't think this is random at all, given what Pierce just said, but yes, go on. And so he once told me a story about how he spent a summer working at Disneyland. Okay. And all of the animatronic... Hmm? Starting with the, I worked at Disneyland for summer, it's not all that, you Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. implausible. Uh, all and uh, anyways, all the animatronic dinosaurs they gave artificial intelligence, and then they uh, uh, came to life and ate everybody, and there was blood everywhere, and a bunch of people died. Um, okay, yeah, we took a left turn into implausible world. If that <laughs> happened, was- <laughs> you think they're not gonna write so many articles about that? Uh-huh. Jurassic Park happens in real life. Uh-huh. Like just this was think of this was on headlines. top of the the a little bit more believable but also it never happened a story of one time he was working at disneyland for a summer and he same summer surprisingly he was uh watching one of the roller coasters and it started to tip over and i was like oh no it's gonna tip over and i thought but then i was like no there's too many safety precautions in place but then it did tip over and a bunch of people died and there was blood everywhere okay there's there's some consistent aspects of these lies first disneyland um, Uh second a lot of people dying and a lot of blood and no news articles whatsoever Uh uh-huh I figure if I Google the time a roller coaster <laughs> fell over, I would expect to see something uh-huh. if that's true. I would not I would not think that would fly under the radar of the news media. I mean, if you want to make it real, like 
say that somebody slipped out of a harness in a in a roller coaster and fell to their death. One death. Uh huh. Believable. You, believable. It's all about the believable lies. Don't go wild out there. Don't be like Jurassic Park happened with AI dinosaurs and death and blood and everything. If you want right. to skate by without being questioned, make them reasonable lies. Mm-hmm. So yes, they. I was gonna say they buy Pierce's <laughs> lie. Um, I think mostly they just don't want to argue with Pierce. I mean, I get it because they're all like, "Oh yeah, man, sorry for your loss." You know. Um, I, I think Chang is even like, "Yeah, that sucks," and like stares him down. Like, I know you're bsing right now. And if I were, if I cared, I'd take you down. But I don't care enough right now. Sorry for your loss. Sorry, Pierce. Yeah, that's messed up, dude. I looked up the Wikipedia article for Runaway, and it does not look like anyone died in the making of this film. So, yeah, that that feels like it would be referenced here. It, it like mm-hmm. like in the Crow. That is definitely referenced on the Wikipedia article mm-hmm. for that. But yeah, they're just like, okay, fine, whatever. So they put in Kick Puncher Two, Punch Kicker. I'm sorry, Michael Crichton directed this? <laughs> I'm sorry, I've made how many references to Jurassic Park? And Michael Crichton directed this and wrote this? Mm-hmm. It's like it was meant to be. I'm telling you, man, we got to watch this movie. I'm in. It made $6.7 million on a budget of $8 million. You know it's got to okay. be good. <laughs> you know, the $6.7 <laughs> million, I could be convinced, is good based on the time frame it came out. The it lost money off of its budget, never good. Mm-hmm. Pierce convinces them to watch Punch Kicker 2, Kick Puncher. Nope, Kick Puncher 2, Punch Kicker. Um, and immediately... Kicking and punching, punching and kicking. It's all the same. Especially for Kick Punchers because his punches have the power of kicks. Immediately, his jokes start coming out way too fast and with way too much confidence. Okay, obviously something strange is happening here. What do you mean? You're making jokes during a movie. Yeah, but you're doing it with the speed and determination of the incomparable Robin Williams. Yeah. So yeah, they they pause the movie and they're like, no, 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 this isn't right. Um, you have you you came prepared, didn't you? And he comes clean and he's like, well, the group should be ashamed of themselves for making fun of other people's work um yeah they just they have to take tear down every everyone around them which they all realize is is deep but uh, but is bs because that he's deflecting because he can't get a laugh yeah and then he starts marching out trips over chang's popcorn uh does another classic chevy chase pratfall classic people laugh and you know what he's like best laugh of the night like he's into it he got laughs right as a comedian you get a laugh you're good but all I'm saying is that he should know where his where his comedy skills lie. They do not lie in the making of jokes. They they lie in the I fell over and hurt myself. Mm-hmm. Similar to my comedy style of I said a dumb thing and everybody's laughing at me because I said a dumb thing. So in the study room the next day, Pierce is regaling everyone with the jokes he was going to tell during Kick Puncher. And Jeff and Britta walk in to apologize to Annie they give that same speech about like, you know, we're kind of your Greendale parents. And Annie is like, no, th- I mean, that's not how not this works. It. I'm an adult. We're friends. My and mother would never wear boots that come up that high. Britta freaks out and she's like, all right, you want to be treated as, a, as an adult and a friend? Try not dating your friend's ex. And they get in a whole fight about it because it turns out, yeah, Britta's kind of jealous and she's still right. got issues 
and yeah, and she kind of lashes out at Jeff. She lashes out at Jeff, who is kind of surprised, and it's like, "Well, what about your debate slash slash makeout partner?" Yeah, it it all goes around the table where it's like. Right. You know, they're yelling at Jeff and Annie for kissing at the debate. And then mm-hmm. um, I do really like with the Annie and Jeff kisses. Annie's like, I took that kiss for the team. And Jeff's like, what? Uh, yeah, it wasn't for pleasure. It was strategic and joyless. And she's like, what? Uh-huh. Yeah. And they have to agree with each other, even though neither of them agree with the, the, what they're uh-huh. saying. It's very funny to me. And then, uh, you know, Troy's like, well, that's why you you had such details about Annie's body. And then weirdly specific. Yeah. And <laughs> it's then, the phrasing, which is such a great phrase. I love it. And then, uh, you know, Britta, uh, they're like, well, but you, you know, you talked about Britta, you know, blah, blah, blah. So basically, we find out that sort of mm. secretly this whole group has been uh, sort of uh yeah sort of secretly like sexualizing everyone else yeah that's way to put it they're all horny (laughs) for each other albed points out that at the beginning the group was as wholesome as the brady bunch but now they're as dysfunctional incestuous as the cast of the brady bunch which i love i love that too real i watched that vh1 special that was talking (laughs) about the brady bunch right I have nothing to continue on the Brady Bunch line of of discussion. I will just say that uh, Jeff points out, you know, maybe we're not a family. There's nothing that stops any one of us from looking at any of the others as a sexual prospect. And then they all share a ton of awkward glances, mm-hmm. which uh, my girlfriend had come into the room at this point and she sat that down on the, the couch. That is the perfect time for Sarah to come in to watch this. And this is, she, that is so good. She was laughing quite a bit at just the shot by shot like people looking awkwardly at each other and like sizing each other up and then freaking out about it and abed doing that like eyebrows and abed gives eyebrows to pretty much everybody which is terrific it was great physical humor and sarah was totally into it and i was into her being into it because i've seen this a million times right sure so i'm I'm like i mean i I laughed too this is funny like i was still enjoying it but the fact that without any real context about this show, right. she came in and was watching this and was laughing about it. It was so good. I loved it. It's it's a it's 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 quite good, especially as a you know, you kind of put that together of like all these different people, like you've got different ages and different, you know, backgrounds, but they're all just kind of like horny losers. Uh-huh. They are all doing this and then um we And he's suddenly- like, Why are we even talking about this? Jeff's like, you started having sex with Vaughn. Right. And she's like, no, I mean, we haven't even kissed. So, you know, he's he's letting us uh, letting me take it at my own speed. And he's being really sweet about it. And then at this point, we also hear a guitar in the background. Mm-hmm. Turns out Vaughn is outside holding a guitar, trying to get Annie's attention. Um, he didn't get her messages because he threw his phone into the river. Because if I can't be with you, who would I call? my landlord my sister and you Mm -hmm. i don't i don't think he has a thought process in his brain sometimes Mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense he's also standing there with a guy holding a tambourine and a triangle which was very good you gotta have a percussion element i get it because he starts singing a song to annie and the guy is just standing there like playing the the triangle and the uh, tambourine 
And I will say, get yourself a friend that while you're singing a romantic ballad to a woman is standing or a, a, whoever you're interested in is standing behind you playing a tambourine. Mm-hmm. That is a bro. Like mm-hmm. regardless of gender, that is a bro. Mm-hmm. That you, is somebody that you, is ride or die for you, man. Uh-huh. Would you be my tambourine man? I do it poorly, but I'm 100% behind you, friend. Okay. Excellent. Um. So, yeah, he sings a song uh, about how great Annie is. And then at the the very last line is Annie's song, which I yeah. really appreciate. Yeah, I think Pierce calls his songs dumb. And Jeff's like, well, they might be that, but they're honest. Mm-hmm. And then Annie's like, Vaughn wants to go show me a cloud that looks like a pumpkin. <laughs> is, is that okay? And Britt is like, yeah, yeah you, should, you should date Vaughn. And... I- uh, Jeff says, or anybody else outside of the creepy circle that is this study group. But I do love the the idea of like, this is what Vaughn wants to do is show you a cloud that is a looks like a pumpkin that just tells me how much of a thought process he's got in his head. And there's nothing. It's I just also air. just love how Annie is so charmed by this and Allison Bree's delivery of Vaughn wants to show me a cloud that looks like a pumpkin. Vaughn wants to show me a cloud that looks like a pumpkin. <laughs> This girl it's very thinks bubbly. this is the sweetest thing oh. that has ever happened to her in her entire life. And just the delivery of it is amazing. And I, I adore it. It is so great. It's incredible. And I, I'm surprised we haven't talked about the, uh, the, the live stream as of yet. But the way that Alison Brie delivers it in the show is the exact same way she delivers it on the live stream. She is a talent and a treasure. Gotta love Alison Brie. Oh, she's so good. As sort of the last shot, Pierce is like, so just to be clear, I don't have a shot with any of you. And And everyone disgustedly walks away. uh Uh-huh. And we get a a zoom out as it fades out with Vaughn spinning Annie around and Vaughn says he gets a little dizzy. And then we go to the tag, which is a kick puncher fan movie uh, by Troy and Abed. Troy is the lead. He defeats punch kicker. Um, and then Abed dressed up as the love interest says, I love you kick puncher. <laughs> the, Troy is like, so you, you couldn't get Britta to do this. And he's like, no, she wouldn't do it. And Troy's like, all right, let's go film the sex scene. He's so dejected. It's so funny. So last week we had my second favorite tag up till that point. This one easily eclipsed that other one. This, yeah. I mean, that one was good. But this one is like, all right, we're really hitting the stride with these tags now. These Loved are very, it. it's, it's basically just like we got 15 to 30 seconds for a joke. Let's just go for it. Uh, so that is the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for great. This episode is a lot of fun. Um, I, I like how we're starting to get a little bit more into how the group is kind of dysfunctional, but also strangely codependent on each other, mm. uh, which is sort of the, the crux of community, right? Right. Agreed. And so that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, you know, community is great when everyone gets along, but it's best when everyone is just a little bit annoyed at each other. Right. I, and I, I would think, agree with that. I think this episode really shows that off. Um, 
I mean, I don't really have anything bad to say about the episode. Um, we get more classic Troy and Abed. We get more stuff from Annie. We get the whole uh, Jeff and Britta sort of scheming together. Like, I like seeing the two of them getting along. Right. And not um, being it, being shoved into a romantic relationship. Right. Like, I think um, I, I don't really want the two of them in a romantic relationship, but when they're just being like BFFs and like scheming together, yeah. they are, it's, it's one of the, the most fun uh, platonic relationships on the entire show. Uh, so I, I, agree with I you on that. really dig that. Um, uh, I mean, nothing's going to beat Troy and Abed, you know, well, but, of course, but as, as a, as a close second, um, I think Jeff and Britta is a lot of fun. And, yeah, I love the the whole like it introduces Kick Puncher, like it's in the the zeitgeist of the show now. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, there's a lot to love in this episode. I honestly don't have anything bad to say about it. I'm going to give it an A. It's a great episode. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't have much to disagree with you there. I think I think uh you know, you have a lot of Annie, you know, becoming kind of growing a little bit more than where she was before because she's finally uh kind of understanding where she is as an you know, she's in canon an 18 year old and is like figuring out oh these boys i like these boy kind of boys i don't i have good taste i did blah 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 um and i i think it's it's you get a lot of you know the the way that the two plots kind of are somewhat separate but they live co- they coexist so like troy can move from one to the other which i think is very, is really interesting um i think troy is kind of the superstar of this episode but I think he's probably the superstar of most. Um, but I, I, I agree. I think the Jeff and Brie relationship when they're not being romantic and they're not being like a- a- antagonistic when they're kind of scheming and they're trying to trying to build the group in their the image that they think the group should be. I think it it's really strong. I, I, I think this episode is very strong um, and I will never say no to Derek comedy people showing up on community. Mm-hmm. So I will also give this an A. It's it's just a great episode. Fantastic. We would also like to know what you all think about this episode, about what you think about that time that animatronic dinosaurs were given artificial intelligence at Disneyland and ate a bunch of people and there was blood everywhere. Or the outlandish lies that you told to your friends that could never happen. (laughs) I'd actually really love to hear some of those um, about uh, what is your favorite bad movie to watch? should we do a samurai cop live stream because or should it be runaway instead what about or, runaway or runaway look i'll do either we should um i mean i feel like runaway is maybe a little bit more true to like what we're doing here because they were going to watch that on the show right um and we can't watch kick puncher because it's not a real thing i wish it was um yeah let us know what bad movies you like and would like to watch with us i'm i question mark (laughs) i don't want to promise anything (laughs) but we might be quarantined for a while so you know you never know we might have we might have to find things to keep us entertained and Um, you entertained as well so we want to know all this and more there are plenty of ways you can do that you can tweet at us at good greendale you can find contact information for us and our patreon page at goodmorninggreendale.com and don't forget to join the fan group set up by um, superfan Laura. 
even though she's always like, I'm not a super fan, but also we're friends with Alora, so that part of it is we we differentiate <laughs> you uh from her by calling you Some, super sometimes fan. you just have to have disambiguation i mean wikipedia has it uh-huh you know how many how many uh james smiths are there out there you have to figure out this one's the boxer guy right sorry you're boxer james smith now right uh the fan group uh is now officially just sort of a ben and mike fan group um it now Which encompasses is a wild thing all of our podcasts so you can join that. It's called League of Jeremy's. Look for it on Facebook. And uh, I it's, think there's it's a, a link time. on Good, Mor- Good Morning Greendale.com. And if there's not, there probably will be in about 15 minutes when Ben does it. I should <laughs> memo, memo to self. Update the website. So yes. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it. It also currently says launching in early 2020, which has happened. We've done it. Good Morning Greendale community podcast. New episodes almost every Tuesday. Sure subscribe in any one of these platforms oh yeah down at the bottom launching in 2020 (laughs) cool memo to self update this thing (laughs) i like how we're building your to-do list on live on podcast go to store grocery list thus only the sexiest bananas anyways until next time when we talk about the next episode of Community and probably a lot of other stuff. A a lot of nonsense being told by us. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I I wish wish you you luck. luck.